This podcast of Central Indiana Today is brought to you by Figment 2 McDonald's. Stop by any of their stores in Avon, Brownsburg, Danville Speedway, and 10th Street next to Ben Davis High School for great specials, including the two for $2.50 and two for $5. They also have all-day breakfast items, which now include biscuits and McGriddles. And coming soon to the Danville location, Wednesdays will be family night. Figment 2 McDonald's is a proud supporter of Central Indiana Today and WYRZ 98.9. Hello, this is Kevin Kersey of the Kevin Kersey Agency. The Kevin Kersey Insurance Agency, a member of the Farmers Insurance Group, can help you with your home, life, auto, or business needs. And our phone number is 317-286-3481. We can also be found on Facebook at the Kevin Kersey Agency or at our website, www.farmersagent.com forward slash kkersey. And you're always welcome to stop in at 480 East Northfield Drive, Suite 300 in Brownsburg. The Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today on 98.9 WYRZ. Today's program is made possible by the Kevin Kersey Agency. And now here's your host, Rob Kendall. You're listening to Central Indiana Today. I'm Rob Kendall. Thanks for joining us. We get things started by bringing you a story first reported by our own Abdul Hakim Shabazz involving an FEC complaint filed by a liberal group against Congressman Todd Rakita and Congressman Luke Messer, essentially alleging that they are illegally campaigning for United States Senate without being declared candidates. It's a story that has the potential to have an impact on the United States Senate race next year for our current United States Senator Democrat Joe Donnelly. So I sat down with Abdul to get the whole story. Here it is. All right, Abdul, so a big story that you broke over the weekend is that there has been a complaint filed against Luke Messer and Todd Rakita. They're both United States congressmen here in Indiana that they're doing some shenanigans when it comes to campaigning. What's going on? Yes, it was a bit, it was a bit awkward because, as you can tell, anyone who's following uh, this potential U.S. Senate race because neither gentleman has de- officially declared wink, wink, that, not, yeah, not. yeah, that they're getting in. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Say them all, say them all. <laughs> and so you've got this group called the American Democracy Legal Fund, which has filed complaints with the Federal Election Commission. Those are the people who oversee federal elections, accusing both Rokita and Messer of illegally campaigning for the Senate, even though neither person has officially declared that they're campaigning. For the U.S. Senate. Okay, so this is something that you're an in-the-weeds guy. And I've wondered this from the beginning because these dudes are basically telling everybody under the sun they're going to run. It's obvious they're forming committees. They're raising money. Uh, Aren't they campaigning for Senate, sort of? You're you're sort of kind of campaigning, and you're sort of kind of not campaigning. You see, the, the thing that for both Luke and for Todd is that the Congress as well as the Senate are both federal offices. So if you raise money in your political action committee, it is very easy because those are federal dollars to transfer them over to a Senate campaign or a House campaign. Now, if you're going from a raising money at the state level and trying to take it federal or vice versa, you got some more hoops that you're going to have to uh, go ahead and jump through. Now, what the American uh, Defense uh, Legal Fund people are saying is that, hey, these guys are raising money beyond the 5,000 limit allowed. That before you register as a candidate, you're allowed to raise a little bit of money, up to five grand. But these guys are both going above and beyond that, easily raising a couple hundred thousand dollars between the two of them. And so they should register 
you know, as a candidate for the U.S. Senate. Okay, so what do we know anything about this group that filed the complaint? Uh, it's a very liberal group, very progressive group. I mean, I was doing some uh, checking on open secrets to see who exactly who they were. And like, okay, well, why'd you reach out to me, the political writer guy? I was like, oh, okay, because you guys got an agenda. So they came to you. Right. Yeah, they said, Abdul, we have this story. We, 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 we filed, yeah, we filed this complaint. And then once a, once a complaint's filed, to me, it's, 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 it's out of the realm of wild speculation. There actually is literally... It's not fake news. You put a name behind yeah. it. Yeah, there, there, there actually there, there is a there there in that sense, and also the fact that you know these are you know technically the two sort of unannounced, unofficial front runners in any U.S. Senate race to take on Joe Donnelly. Now, what I really found, Rob, was was most interesting in all this is that the the Messer camps and the Rokita camps they can't stand each other. Right. Right. <laughs> but this was one thing they actually agreed on <laughs> <laughs> was saying you know, that this complaint. Well, was was kind of bogus. No, no, no. Go into this because their response, the difference in their responses to this was fascinating because it totally sums up Messer and Rakita in a nutshell. Messer gave the more traditional, uh, you know, dignified political response, and then Rakita's guy like told not only responded and then told everybody to shove off. Yeah, basically, uh, Messer campaign spoke. So I spoke to him on Friday. I was like, hey. You know, there's complaints out here. I'm writing a story about it. You guys got any response? And here, they're basically, quote, I'm not aware of any issues. We received no notice from the FEC. Yeah, pretty straightforward, pretty, pretty straightforward political response. Yeah. The Now, Tim Edison, who works for our mutual friend Todd, he said, quote, these clowns have been shopping this nonsense for weeks. Todd has made no final decision on running for the Senate. He has consistently said he's considering, but is not currently a candidate. People still have the freedom of speech in this country. And criticizing Joe Donnelly's record of rubber stamping things like Obama's failed stimulus, Obamacare, the Iran deal, taxpayer-funded abortion, and Obama's gun grabs doesn't sound like a Senate candidate. Joe Donnelly's already getting desperate, and this sleazy leftist Washington group funded by liberal billionaires is launching baseless attacks on Joe Donnelly's orders. Now, I got to admit, Abdul, I'm totally neutral in this thing. I like both guys. They've been on my show. They're good guys. But I got to tell you, anytime you do sleazy and clown in your response, it sort of endears me to the person. When I kind of read it, when I got it back from Tim, I was like, wow, you don't slam the toilet seat that hard. So this was a, was this a written response? Yes. Oh, so this wasn't even like you caught the guy in the middle of a fundraiser or something no. and he's upset. No, this he- was, no, I I said, no, send them a copy of the complaint. Like, hey, guys, here's the story I'm working on. Can I get, I prefer a written response. So that way I don't have to worry about anybody being taken out of context. Sure. And then when I got that back from Tim, I was like, all right, I guess somebody, you know, don't hold back. Tell tell us what you yeah, really because think. because you have the option to not hit send, you know, right. and that's what they tell you. Okay, so is there any merit to this at all, I've, the, I've, this being the complaint? I've, I've read through it. I doubt it seriously. I mean, because, like I said, just, just looking at it on, on, on the surface, you're going to say, no, this person needs to register as a candidate for the U.S. Senate. Yeah, you, know, you you might have something, something there. Like I said, I, I doubt it seriously. I mean, it's, it's you know, it's noise. It's, you know, chatter and a in a political year so and and it got i mean they got name id so i mean it was our most popular story over, over the weekend at antipolitics.org so a lot of the political insider class you know is, is paying attention to it you know does it really change the needle one way or the other at the end of the day i doubt it seriously uh what what do they want out of this they want them to just i mean they're in goal they don't reading through your thing they don't want them like fine they want them just to declare i'm a candidate for senate yeah officially declare you're a candidate for the u.s senate so we can unleash the next wave of attacks and that <laughs> and this was my question to you is why are these guys holding off we know they're both getting in what is the holdup? i think for i think for a lot of things you're just waiting i think i think we'll probably see uh people officially declare after this next quarter of fundraising comes through 
because I think that's where where a lot of people are right now. Let's see how much money you can raise. You know, you got uh, Messer with the almost sort of the super PAC pejorative term of, of people who've lined up for him. You've got Todd, who's a pretty prolific fundraiser as well. I think for Rakita, you've got a couple of the moving parts. Well, actually, for both, you've got a couple of moving parts because there is a whole thing with Steve Scalise, and will he return you know, to the House of Representatives? Because you're not as- sure Rakita's in yet, based on your cheat sheet and the other things that you've put out there, that you think there's a chance he may stick around. Right, because the chairman, Todd Rakita is vice chair of the House Budget Committee. The chairman of the Budget Committee, she's a representative, I want to say from Kentucky, is going to run for governor of Kentucky, which means that leaves an open spot and people move up the line seniority-wise. So Rakita has a shot at becoming budget chairman. Uh, you've got Messer and the whole Steve Scalise thing. Now, does that you know, move things up? I've been told that Messer has no interest in you know, pursuing that, let the guy heal because you know he was shot at the you know, softball game. So you've got lots of moving parts and moving things around here. And also, don't forget, you know, there's still... Possibly Curtis Hill, the attorney general might get in. State Rep. Mike Braun, who's a businessman from Southern Indiana, might get in. Um, speaking this week to a couple other folks who are sort of on the on the peripheral for running this thing. So, I mean, I can I can see basically everybody waiting until the the till the dollars come in and keeping their powder dry. I saw Woodhouse was involved in this organization, and he's a pretty the filed the complaint against Messer and Rakita. He's a pretty heavy hitter, so this is a pretty well organized orchestrated group that filed this complaint yeah i mean they, these guys aren't fly by night i mean they know what they're doing and it's throwing, it's throwing a couple speed bumps in the road to, to get people to officially declare all right want to stop uh, on this uh who had the better reaction from a just a pure <laughs> i cover politics perspective the traditional this is nothing thank you have a nice day for messer or clowns and sleazeballs from rakita I, I think besser had the better political response i think rakita had the better broadcast response abdul great job as always and we can read your full story at indypolitics.org up next we talk about a big expense for the city of carmel carmel keeps giving all these local governments a bad name Throwing around a lot of money. You won't believe what it's for. Tell you about it next right here on Central Indiana Today. Participate in global diplomacy and bring the world to the Hoosier State and your home. AUSA is a top-tier nonprofit agency that matches exceptional high school students with qualified host families for a rewarding exchange experience that cultivates leadership skills, develops intercultural awareness, and enhances local families and communities. For more information about hosting a student or studying abroad, visit www.ayusa.org. That's www.ayusa.org or call 415 415- Two three one three eight seven one. That's four one five two three one three eight seven one. Indiana Family Dentistry is located at five zero five North Green Street in Brownsburg. Doctor Will Hine practices general and cosmetic dentistry with services ranging from veneers and whitening to implants and complete smile restorations. Indiana Family Dentistry's phone number is eight five two five nine 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 and website is infamilydentistry.com. Indiana Family Dentistry is a proud supporter of Hendricks County and Community Radio. Welcome back to Central Indiana Today. I'm Rob Kendall. Thanks for joining us. Speaking now with our good friend, political historian, data guru, the man with information, Scott Strong. Scott, how's it going? Good. How about you, Rob? Great. Okay, so last segment with Abdul, we talked about Rakita and Messer with FEC complaints lodged against them. Now we're going to talk about a story that involves the city of Carmel. And, well, you know, Carmel, they're a pretty eccentric group up there. and That's okay. 
But when they start doing things that ruin it for everybody else is when I step in. And Scott, I did this story yesterday on WIBC, and I'm going to keep talking about it. Carmel wants to spend $3 million on an antique carousel. Yes, they, they've already, I think they've already traveled to Canada <clears throat> to where this is at, and they want to bring it back and buy some land. And they've got like, what, a $76 million um, in new debt, which is going to include this antique carousel so they can set it up in Carmel. Yeah, so this really bugs me because, hey, if you're going to take debt for a project, that's fine. But when you start lumping all these things in, it's roundabouts and roads, and now you got an antique carousel in there. This is starting to look a lot like the United States Congress to me. Yeah, even they're even including a luxury hotel in Carmel's downtown in the side of this. Um, I guess the, the big point that gives me concern about this is there's a fine line between public good and what's going to be good for the city. And so this carousel seems like something that should be financed out of the private sector, not out of the city's budget. Yeah, so Carmel has a history of lavish expenses. You know, they got the Palladium and the reflective mm -hmm. pool, and now they're doing the skating rink, and, and that's okay. But my issue becomes, Scott, they're using tax increment finance to do this. And as we've seen the past couple of years, the legislature has declared war on tax increment finance, which helps communities all over the state because Carmel keeps doing stuff like this. And this use of TIF, which is supposed to be for roads, bridges, sidewalks, water, sewer lines, they're using this for this stuff, and it just keeps a bullseye on everybody's back. Yes, that's that's correct. So, you know, the idea is, and as, as Mayor Brainerd uh, announced, he said, how great would this be for people to come and visit and draw people into the community? So they're looking at the idea of this being additional um, tourism for Carmel, for people to come and ride this carousel and take pictures on it. But my question is, are you going to charge or is this for free? How is this going to be set up? So there's a lot of unanswered questions. And again, it gets back to what you said. The public is paying for it. And what floors me is that the city of Carmel paid for the mayor and the city council to go to Canada to look at this thing. How much did that cost? Couldn't you have just shown some nice pictures like they do on eBay? Yeah, and, and it doesn't stop there. And so obviously this is a hand-carved carousel from 1910, and apparently there's only about 100 or 150 of these left. So this thing's going to cost 2 to $3 million, and I'm, I'm assuming that's including the transportation. No, 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 Strong. That's on top of the transportation. That's just to okay. buy the thing. Yeah, shipping and handling not included. Included, all right. So there's a lot of there's a lot of cost to this. How they're going to recoup that is yet to be really described. Brainerd is already saying the mayor is saying I've already got a place to put this in. So I've got a piece of advice for anybody that's negotiating with Carmel to buy, sell your land, jack your price up because the carousel is probably going there. <laughs> Again, speaking with Scott Strong, we're talking about the city of Carmel's decision to purchase an antique carousel for between two and three million dollars. Then they got to move it and. And then they got to build up around it. You know what? And I've said this before. I'm okay with Carmel doing lavish things with their money as long as it doesn't impact me. I don't really care. And I wonder at what point, if you're a resident of Carmel, do you go, okay, 
this is where I draw the line on silly stuff. The the fake people on the street didn't do it. You know, the reflective pool didn't do it. The palladium didn't do it. The 10,000 roundabouts didn't do it. Will the anti-carousel purchase with public money be what does it? Yeah, it might. I, and I guess the ultimate question here is, when does pri- when does the private industry within Carmel start to step up and put in the money to be able to afford these things and rather of putting that on the t- backs of the taxpayers? But so far, the taxpayers' voices not being heard to say no. So we interviewed, or I interviewed Adam Austin yesterday from The Current in Carmel, and he broke this story because he was the one that sort of kind of looked through this bond and really got down to the, there's money in here for carousel. And I talked about it. I said, how are people okay with this? And he goes, man, Brainerd ran last time. He ran against well-organized opposition. Rick Sharp, who was on the city council, well-funded guy, together guy. I've met Rick Sharp before. And he mm-hmm. still smoked the guy, winning 60% of the vote. So Brainerd just basically says, nah, 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 nah. I don't care. And if you don't like it, too bad. I, I, am I summing that up right? Yeah, I think I, I think you're exactly right. And for whatever reason, and I, obviously we don't live in Carmel, the people there really like the majority of the things the mayor is going and doing. So they're going to have a hearing on this on July 17th at the next council meeting in Carmel. And unless there's opposition, it looks like this is going to fly right on through. Carmel has been a game changer in the sense that they are the uh, poster child for public-private partnership stuff, which has essentially blurred the lines between the public sector and the private sector. And this is a big deal, and the reason I keep talking about this story is – Carmel is like the trendsetter for the rest of central Indiana. You've got Noblesville doing a lot of stuff. You've got Fishers doing the Nickel Plate Amphitheater. And now it's made its way to our side of the suburbs. You've got Brownsburg doing the mixed-use development downtown. Mm -hmm. So it does filter down, and now we're blurring the lines of, of what's public and what's private. Yeah, and that's the that's the big concern about it is it's 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 a fine line and there's really no black and white. And one thing Carmel is good about doing is pushing that line further back. So um, I don't know that there's a red line ever to be crossed. Carmel just takes it another step. And this is why some of the TIF legislation that we talked about on former programs kind of came in at the state house as a way to tie them back, but it never really happened. We've seen a, a lot of things from Airbnb and uh, rentals and things in that in Carmel, and they continue to be out here on the front lines. Yeah, and, and this was my point to that goof Pete Miller at the time, and anybody else who would listen was, these guys are Brainerd smart. He's still going to figure out a way around whatever you do. So you're just making it difficult for the people who actually use the TIF for the stuff it's intended to be used for. That's exactly right. All right. Uh, okay, we're going to take it Well, real quick. Real quick. If you were a politician, Strong, which you are not, you are a, right. you are a commentator, uh, you are an observer, mm-hmm. you're a historian. But if you were a politician, is there any way you could possibly look at your constituency and go, this is a really good use of public money and it's something that uh, tax dollars should be used for? I don't think so, unless they really come out with a detailed plan of how this thing is going to generate them real dollars and not superficial as, oh, we'll have people coming in from across the country to look at it. Well, that's awful hard to justify. I'd like to see it cost $2.50 to write it, and we need a 1,000 writers, and we're going to make this much money every month. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, have you noticed gas prices on the rise? 
just happens to coincide with the raising of the Indiana gas tax. We'll talk about it next on Central Indiana Today. Rob Kendall here speaking with Donald James from Impact Youth Mentoring. Donald, what is Impact Youth Mentoring? Rob, we are a not-for-profit group pairing mentors with at-risk youth in Hendricks County and developing tomorrow's leaders. How long has Impact Youth been around and how many children have been impacted? We were formed in 2011 and have impacted more than 125 kids through our mentoring and after-school tutoring services. So how can folks get involved with Impact Youth? We are always in need of some good folks who are interested in becoming a mentor for children in Hendricks County who could use mentoring. And if someone wants more information? You can find us on Facebook by searching Impact Youth Mentoring or at our website, impactyouthmentoring.org. The UPS Store Brownsburg is located at 124 East Northfield Drive in Brownsburg. Their phone number is 858-1422. The UPS Store Brownsburg can handle your printing needs, including color, large format, and business cards. They also do blueprints, mailers, and invitations. Thanks to owner Tom Reese and all the folks at the UPS Store Brownsburg for supporting community radio in Hendricks County. You're listening to Central Indiana Today. I'm Rob Kendall. Thanks for joining us. Continuing now our conversation with our good friend, political historian, data guru, Scott Strong. All right, Scott, I saw a post on my wall, Facebook wall the other day. Somebody goes, I went on vacation. I think they were in Florida, Georgia, Tennessee, etc. They said gas prices were $1.99 or so there. They get to Indiana, and I believe the description was boom, two thirty-four a gallon. Gas prices are really high right now in the state of Indiana relative to the rest of the country. Yes, they are, and there's there's a couple of reasons for this. One of the reasons is we just tacked on an extra ten cents um, gas tax in the state of Indiana. Um, there's also some tropical storms that have been hitting, so um, some of the rest of the country they're they're talking about a ten to fifteen cent gas rise across the country that has not really hit in all of the areas. A lot of times that's dependent on where the refineries is and their production and how much is going out so you may have regional spikes and for whatever reason the the these these um, refineries that are mostly in Illinois and Ohio are for whatever reason passing the price along and we seem to be taking it in the shins this week well this is interesting to me because remember the legislature sold this in part of the time and this is something that you've talked about it was oh gas is so cheap now that it won't even matter it, the gas is going down and the price of oil is down and and there's so many options to get oil out of the ground now this natural gas this stuff won't matter you're not going to feel it the 10 since you're never even going to know at least not off to a good start on this one no they're not um they're probably going to come out okay in the long run because they are looking at this as a temporary spike um so i've seen gas prices up over 236 you know this last weekend already today it's down to 218 in plainfield and avon so um it's it's going to probably they're going to be okay in the long run, but in the short run, it's not a good time to be talking gas prices at least this week. Scott, great job as always. Thank you. Thank you. Don't forget if you missed any part of today's show, check out the podcast anytime you want. We're on SoundCloud and iTunes. Download the show right to your smartphone or tablet. Go back and listen anytime you want. Just search Central Indiana today. As always, the podcast presented by McDonald's. Until next time, I'm Rob Kendall saying have yourself a great evening. You've been listening to the Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today on 98.9 WYRZ. Made possible by the Kevin Kersey Agency. An archive of today's program can be heard at our website, wyrz.org. 
tune in next time for another edition of the Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today with your host, Rob Kendall. This podcast of Central Indiana Today is brought to you by Figment 2 McDonald's. Stop by any of their stores in Avon, Brownsburg, Danville Speedway, and 10th Street next to Ben Davis High School for great specials, including the two for $2.50 and two for $5. They also have all-day breakfast items, which now include biscuits and McGriddles. And coming soon to the Danville location, Wednesdays will be family night. Figment 2 McDonald's is a proud supporter of Central Indiana Today and WYRZ 98.9. Hello, this is Kevin Kersey. Since 1968, our family has been helping customers with their insurance needs. We provide insurance coverage for life, home, auto, and recreational vehicles. And our phone number is 317-286-3481. The Kevin Kersey Agency can also be found on Facebook at The Kevin Kersey Agency or at our website, www.farmersagent.com forward slash kkersey. And you're always welcome to stop in at 480 East Northfield Drive, Suite 300 in Brownsburg. The Kevin Kersey Agency is a proud member of the Farmers Insurance Group. Participate in global diplomacy and bring the world to the Hoosier State and your home. AUSA is a top-tier nonprofit agency that matches exceptional high school students with qualified host families for a rewarding exchange experience that cultivates leadership skills, develops intercultural awareness, and enhances local families and communities. For more information about hosting a student or studying abroad, visit www.ayusa.org. That's www.ayusa.org or call 415 415- Two three one three eight seven one. That's four one five two three one three eight seven one. The UPS Store Brownsburg is located at one twenty four East Northfield Drive in Brownsburg. Their phone number is eight five eight one four two two. The UPS Store Brownsburg can handle your printing needs, including color, large format, and business cards. They also do blueprints, mailers, and invitations. Thanks to owner Tom Reese and all the folks at the UPS Store Brownsburg for supporting community radio in Hendricks County. Rob Kendall here speaking with Donald James from Impact Youth Mentoring. Donald, what is Impact Youth Mentoring? Rob, we are a not-for-profit group pairing mentors with at-risk youth in Hendricks County and developing tomorrow's leaders. How long has Impact Youth been around and how many children have been impacted? We were formed in 2011 and have impacted more than 125 kids through our mentoring and after-school tutoring services. So how can folks get involved with Impact Youth? We are always in need of some good folks who are interested in becoming a mentor for children in Hendricks County who could use mentoring. And if someone wants more information? You can find us on Facebook by searching Impact Youth Mentoring or at our website, impactyouthmentoring.org. Indiana Family Dentistry is located at 505 North Green Street in Brownsburg. Dr. Will Hine practices general and cosmetic dentistry with services ranging from veneers and whitening to implants and complete smile restorations. Indiana Family Dentistry's phone number is 852-5999 and website is infamilydentistry.com. Indiana Family Dentistry is a proud supporter of Hendricks County and Community Radio.